0: Well, good morning. It is Tuesday, June 6th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and boy, we're glad you're joining us this morning. So missing tires, damaged guardrail, wrong way on I-65. Oh, that does not sound good. But that's what the crash report says about Representative Jim Lucas's arrest.
1: So the details are beginning to come out. As we said, they would. And look, Casey, I. It was hard for me to imagine that the reality was worse than the initial description on this. Of course, Jim Lucas, state representative from Seymour, uh, charged with you know fleeing this the scene was charged with you know driving while intoxicated, and the crash report made its way out yesterday. Multiple news outlets across Central Indiana uh, reporting this. And what you realize is, according to this police report, the extent that Jim Lucas went to cover up what it is alleged that he initially did, in this case, driving under the influence, is – and we were talking about this before the the show came on the air – there's you know it's always the is the cover-up worse than the the crime itself and in this case look obviously is a a state rep driving under the influence allegedly that's you know a really bad thing but again if the the crash report is to be believed and obviously the police have no vested interest in just making things up and there appears to be pretty ironclad evidence of the report they've put together this guy was driving wrong ways on ramps. He was driving on between two and one and a half tires for multiple miles. Mm -hmm. He was trying to hide the damaged vehicle in the back of businesses. Uh, Again, if the allegation that he was uh, driving under the influence is to be believed, the story he gives to the cops is ridiculous. I think that is the thing that should alarm everybody probably even more than the the alleged driving under the influence.
0: So you think the cover-up is worse than the crime uh, in this situation? I don't know. I think they're both awful.
1: Well, I mean, again... Like you
0: tie, you, neck and neck,
1: you photo can, finish. You can read the whole, you know, multiple outlets have the whole detail of the thing, but when you put together, like if you go look at a map, and anybody can do this, you know, Google Map, whatever, the area, the the... The chart of which Jim Lucas coursed on that evening, it appears he went airborne off of State Road 11, goes through one guardrail, goes on to 65. The wrong way. Slams into another guardrail, then proceeds to go, as you said, the wrong way up a ramp to get back onto State Road 11. And at this point, it appears, because there's an the oil trail, this is what's amazing, so the, there's an oil trail that led state police to the exact location of the vehicle. I mean, it was like the worst attempt at a cover-up of a potential crime ever, if indeed that's what happened, because there's an oil trail that essentially leads them right to where he has hidden his vehicle, between twenty five and $50,000 worth of damage to public property, I mean, it's just, like I said at the start of the segment, it's even worse than you could have anticipated because of the length it appears he went to cover up what had happened.
0: And he allegedly thought he could make it home on no tires on the front driver's side or rear passenger side. And the front passenger side tire was blown out, but still attached to the wheel. He continued to drive that way for three more miles.
1: Almost, yes. That would
0: have been a really loud
1: ride. And so I think this is what, and again, we've talked about approaching this, giving Jim the grace to, or the time, the distance distance to issue his own apology and do the right thing and and resign. But there's also the side of the Indiana General Assembly leadership on this because uh, Todd Houston, the Speaker of the House, declared this a personal matter. It's not a personal matter the dude went through a, a guardrail the dude slammed into another guardrail the, there is 50 as much as $50,000 worth of damage mm-hmm. to public property according to this report we're responsible for that that's not a personal matter that's not hey some guy has a drinking problem and he needs help with that this is a this is a public thing and the fact that we seem to be getting radio silence from everyone Who the governor, who practically tore a hamstring when it was Curtis Hill's alleged indiscretion of which there were no criminal charges ever filed, calling on him to resign. But here it's, well, that's for the General Assembly. So then reporters go to the General Assembly and Todd Houston goes, well, that's a personal matter. Nobody seems to want to comment on this, up to and including Jim himself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where people are starting to get really concerned about the whole thing, especially when, you know, the blood alcohol, there is a blood draw that's going to come out. Yep. It looks like there is going to be video footage from the road where this happened. I'm not saying. Some people have done investigations to see if there were cameras there, and it appears there are. And obviously, you're going to have the police body cam footage right. on this. Right. So the fact that no one is talking about this, the public's looking at this going, why? Yeah. This is a public official who put a lot of people, it appears, in immense danger. And if you were not intoxicated, okay, the excuse he gives is, I was avoiding a deer. Right. I tried to swerve to avoid a deer. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So you go through this horrific thing where you've avoided a deer and you somehow end up hurling through one guardrail, and then you ran into another on 65. How are you not just pulling over to the side of the road, calling for help, saying, look, hey, here's what happened. You know, I've I've avoided this deer. I'm sorry, there's been this damage done. Please get people out here. Let's, you know, whatever we can do. The guy goes the wrong way, it looks like, according to the report, up a ramp, to get back onto State Road 11 and then drives for three miles.
0: Yep. And he told the trooper that he didn't want to leak oil in front of the business because he was concerned that he would leave an oil slick in front of this business. So he parked his trashed car behind the business and then got out on foot and started walking.
1: Uh, It is. And again, we're covering this as we told you we would, because as details come out, you have the right to, to know because this is a public official who you are paying their salary, and this person, if they remain in that public official capacity, will continue to have the ability to make decisions that affect your life. And look, I'm not an attorney. I'm certainly not a prosecutor. But I have an incredibly hard time believing the details of Mr. Lucas's account, especially if you look at this on a map, And realize what apparently took place based on the crash report, Mm -hmm. um, this is way worse than I mean, I was thinking when they said, well, he slammed into a barricade. I'm thinking, you know, maybe the side of the car slams into a barricade.
0: He went through the barricade, Casey. Yes, he did. He did. And he's now facing... Preliminary charges of operating a mo- motor vehicle while intoxicated, causing endangerment, leaving the scene of a crash, and operating a motor vehicle while intoxicated. So, you know, I. I,
1: I it, He is so. He is. And I'm, I'm saying. We deserve to hear something. But I'm saying this with the utmost sincerity that he is so lucky to be alive when you look Absolutely. at the fact that it appears that car went airborne onto state, uh, onto I-65, and somehow he did not get hit by any oncoming traffic, and then, again, if you believe the crash report, went the wrong way up a ramp and didn't get hit by anybody, and then somehow on between two and one and a half tires, it appears, made it three miles down the road. He is so lucky to be alive, and he is so lucky that no one else was harmed in the process of, of all that of that is somebody god was definitely watching over him and everybody else in the vicinity yeah. because that is incredible so look we'll continue to talk about this and todd houston should be talking about this because it's not a personal matter the, the, eric holcomb should be based on eric holcomb's own precedence of curtis hill yeah. who was not charged ever with anything it was even cleared of of ethics investigations Our leaders should be talking about this because it's not a personal matter because it happened on public property.
0: It is 16 minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Mike Pence has filed paperwork to run for president and that is up next on 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 W.I.B.C. So the Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, arrived at the White House yesterday. They were paying a visit to President Biden, Patrick Mahomes and company. They were wearing nice looking suits to celebrate their victory over the Eagles. But then Joe Biden told his guests that it was a good thing the first lady wasn't there because was she like the other team better? I married a Philly girl. That explains a lot, doesn't it? Fortunately, she is overseas right now in the Middle East. (laughs) She's a rabid Eagles fan. And the way the the game ended, I might be in for a rough night. Welcome to the White House. We wanted the other guys here. What a welcome, huh? That that makes you feel so good. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but the bar from the television series Cheers sold for six hundred seventy-five thousand dollars at auction. <laughs> So this was this three-day auction. It had thousands of props, costumes, and sets from different classic TV shows all offered up in this collection. The collection was amassed by one man over more than three decades. He said it was his dream to create a museum to house his collections, but he failed to put it together and instead listed all of it up on Heritage Auctions. So the Cheers sold set... The Cheers set sold, rather. Also, the set from All in the Family, Batman and Robin costumes worn by Adam West and Burt Ward, they sold for $615,000. So, it was a three-day event wrapped up in Dallas on Sunday, brought in over $5 million for this one guy. The Plinko set, the original Plinko set from Price is Right was one of the items as well.
1: Where would you put- I don't know
0: (laughs) any of it.
1: I mean, where? like, okay- if you're a Batman fan, I get the costumes. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. You, It's like baseball player, or football player jerseys that people will buy and display them. I get that. But where are you putting the set from Cheers. Is this like Seinfeld? Remember when Kramer got the Merv, right. the Merv Griffin set? Yeah,
0: and started his own talk show with no cameras? I
1: uh, you know, what are you like Kramer, are you taking your own commercial breaks and hitting uh you know a tape recorder to play music during the break while you're eating chips? <laughs> right. I mean, what the 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 thing I'm most curious about is where would you put the stuff?
0: And if you're buying the dinner table from the Bunkers, uh, Archie Bunker all in the family. Mm. What like you invite people over for a dinner party, hey by the way, you're sitting in the chair that Archie Bunker used to sit in. Edith used to eat right there on her fake food on a a TV show.
1: It's a great conversation starter, absolutely no doubt. Now, if you were uh, (laughs) like, say, uh, King Ralph, you know, from the John Goodman movie of the early 90s and you inherit, uh, it turns out you're actually the king of England and you have enough room to have a bowling alley in your palace, you probably have room for that. But what regular person, Mm -hmm. there's not a single room in my house where I could effectively even begin to store the, set? the set of Cheers. Right,
0: exactly. Because that was a big bar, too. But that guy made $5 million. I'm curious. What did he
1: do with it? Well,
0: right. Where did he put it? He must have had it in a storage unit or something. But how much did it cost him? It took him three decades to collect all of that stuff. So he was storing it somewhere.
1: He, and here's the question I've long had, because your man's is into collectibles. hmm Sometimes much to your dismay and chagrin, but at least your man collects things that can be easily displayed. Mm -hmm. If it's not something that you can look at on a daily basis- What's the point in having it? Like, I, I get it. Hey, it's up, you know, it's this is a Babe Ruth game worn jersey, and every day I can look up at it and think, wow, Babe Ruth wore that jersey. I own that. But if it's something that is in a storage unit, <laughs>
0: what's the point? I don't know. If you're going to buy the bar from Cheers, isn't that going to make you want to open a bar?
1: Well, and if let's say you had, you know, it's in Jeff Bezos' house, mm-hmm. he probably has room. Hey, I'm a gigantic Cheers fan, and I'm building a wing on my house dedicated to the. I just. I'd be fascinated to know where this stuff is going.
0: (laughs) It is 925. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Mike Pence filed paperwork to run for president. Now that's going to be interesting. So it's the first time you've had a former vice president and former president of the same party battle it out.
1: That is going to be fascinating. And now, to, correct me if I'm wrong, tomorrow is the, for, he has filed the paperwork, and tomorrow is the big announcement. Is Well, that that's correct? what
0: I read. He's got that CNN town hall. Okay. And I read that that was going to be his official announcement, but everybody knows he filed the paperwork. I
1: know, no, no, but I, I want to give him, you know, it's, you, Casey, believe it or not, I am actually respectful of norms when it comes to politics, and- what of the nor let me rephrase that i'm respectful of traditions When it comes to politics And one of the traditions And this is actually where I got sideways with Todd Rokita Was because Rokita acted like an a-hole When the people he was running against Were trying to file their paperwork That's a big day You know, you get the signatures Mm -hmm. Which you have to do unless you're Todd Young To run for U.S. Senate You get the signatures You go, you turn them in Everybody celebrates Yay, we got our 500 signatures In all the congressional districts Which you have to do unless you're Todd Young And then you can get 497 and that's fine But everybody else, it's a big day You photograph with your family he was like sending people to harass the candidates he was running against or mock them or whatever as he was – as they were filing their, their paperwork. And that for me was the beginning of the end for Rokita. So being respectful of traditions, the day you announce you're running for president, that announcement, the lead up to it, that is your thing. However – I've decided, Casey, because so many people are sending me things on Twitter. Oh, great, it's Rob's story time can begin. Yeah. So I think what we will do is we will let Mike Pence, uh, keeping in norms with tradition, have his moment where he makes his big announcement, and then maybe story time will begin on this show. And I was thinking... Like, what story would we begin with uh, of my time interacting with Mike Pence and the people around Mike Pence? Would it be my time where I had the just the great honor of working for three state auditors in about 6 months and some of the well half truths and not truths that were told there or would it be the the just joyous celebration of the almost year I spent as the uh, director of the state board of of pharmacy and well gosh darn it there's just some really really interesting things that came out of that time in my life and i thought maybe that's where we would start so we're going to let mike make his announcement and then we'll start with some of the just Wild and wacky stories of being around the Pence administration. I think, Casey, you tell me this. If this piques your your interest, is the first story we'll tell after Mike makes his announcement, would you be interested in knowing the <laughs> time that the uh, the leadership at the professional licensing agency made me change people's evaluations because they'd blown through the raise pool? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that that made yeah. a little palate cleanser for our audience. So, maybe we'll let Mike make his announcement. I think that's tomorrow, mm-hmm. if, if my math is right. And mm-hmm. then after that announcement is made, we'll start with things I've just been well, I've been sitting on these for about 10 years now, just Casey, waiting. just for the right as, time to start telling these stories. As he's
0: rebuilding his coalition of voters, people you perhaps
1: you know, are not one of them. Some of these stories are Mike Pence himself. Some of the stories are the people that Mike Pence put in charge of our government. It's going to give you just a great insight into how Mike Pence might manage this country. All
0: right. We've got uh, the news coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh, oh. 35 with Kendall and Casey on 93 W.I.B.C. So attorneys representing Donald Trump met with Jack Smith. He's the special counsel. They also met with federal prosecutors at the Department of Justice. This happened yesterday. They were there for just a couple of hours. And this is in regards to classified documents.
1: Uh, Yes. And before we get into that, we do need to give Kevin a lot of credit because this is the only radio show where you will hear Frankie Lyman and the teenagers (laughs) as the bumper music. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, kudos to Kev on that. Very well done. Um, And (laughs) so here's the thing with Trump, right? And a lot of it is complete bullcrap. How does he get out of all of it? Yeah. Th- this is this is the question I would ask the Trump, the only Trump voter. And look again, I say this is somebody: if Trump were the nominee, I would vote for an aged potato skin over Joe Biden. So I'm obviously not an unlike Todd Young. I'm not a never Trumper. I will totally vote for Trump if he's the nominee. But how does Trump get out of all of this? And the follow up question to that would be. How does Trump keep this from harming him with the undecided voter in the general election? Because mm. as a voter, I think you have some sort, unless you are just a burn it all to the ground person, which I get that there's a whole bunch of people who are the only Trump camp who are burn it all to the ground people. And that's OK. But if you're a person who I've done that multiple times in my life with candidates where I know they have no chance to win, I don't care. I just despise the other people so much. But if you are a person who is voting on the sense of I want to. To have a someone other than Joe Biden leading this country, which means I'm voting for someone who I believe can win a general election, how does Trump keep the multiple serious investigations slash now indictments against him? from harming him in a general election. And I'm not asking that to, be, to be, be facetious or mean-spirited. I'm I'm genuinely curious how people believe, given all the things hanging over his head, he is able to coalition build a group of people different than he did in 2020. And
0: still keep going. I have to tell you, when it comes to all of these different stories, like the classified documents and the E. Jean Carroll stuff, it gives me Trump fatigue. And I have to imagine that's happening to a lot of the independent voters. As well, like you may be on the side of Trump and you want retribution, or but if you're one of those in the middle, you gotta be getting tired of it.
1: Here's how I would describe Donald Trump, and Kev, as a younger single man, will totally appreciate this there are certain interpersonal engagements as a man, as a younger man that you choose to partake in. I did because, well, in the moment, that's a wild ride, Casey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're hanging out at bars. You're having the time of your life between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m. And uh, gosh darn it, it is, that is one heck of a fleeting group of moments that you will keep with you for the remainder of your days or you believe at the time you'll keep with you for the remainder of your days. However, eventually, daylight rolls around (laughs) and there is a moment, usually as you're, well, who knows what's happening, but there's a moment where you then go, what did I get myself into? And what is the saying that you have where you have to decide whether the juice is worth the squeeze? Yes. And ultimately, you always come to the same conclusion that the juice is not worth the squeeze, but wow the squeeze in the moment. (laughs) You think you would drink some really terrible juice. Have I just, have I,
0: do you understand what I'm saying here? I do. And that's what I'm saying. Is the juice worth the
1: squeeze on that, And I think at this point you have reached the point where... Look, 2015 and 2016 for me was that midnight to 3 a.m. moment where, wow, what an incredible ride this is. He's he's destroying the Bush family. He's giving Ted Cruz nicknames. He's taking out Crooked Hillary. Yeah, the guy's a complete maniac. This is a love that will last a lifetime. And I know in the light of day, this is not going to end well for anyone. But in this moment... It is totally worth it. However, we are eight years on on this thing now, Casey, Mm -hmm. and you are right.
0: It It gets tiresome. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't come at me. I've got Biden fatigue more than I have Trump fatigue. But I just like I just want all of this stuff behind us so that we can focus on fixing the problems for the American people. Uh, this whole classified document thing, he did it. Okay, Biden did it. Pence did it. And they came out and said, Pence isn't going to have any you know, criminal investigation against him. Like, ugh.
1: I love this. Vic in our YouTube chat says, and he's totally right, Kevin grinning ear to ear right now. And Kevin was the entire time because Kevin <laughs> knows it's absolutely true. Here's the thing, though, and this is what's interesting to me about the voting public. As I have aged... Matured. Matured, whatever word you want to use. I view the world and my idea of success in this world and happiness in this world different at nearing 40 than I did at 25. And at 40 and the uh, nearing 40, the maturity process says I must make different choices to avoid the continual cyclical. Outcome by which I find myself in. And yet it appears there is a huge swath of Republican Party voters who are like, sign me up mm-hmm. for midnight to three. I, and want, then more I, will that, get I want that juice. <laughs> I want it. I will squeeze. <laughs> because it appears he is still lapping the field of these Republican primaries and, uh, we just, we, we just on the Republican side must want that wild, that wild roller coaster.
0: Well, and he, they've just been coming at him nonstop for years. And to, hey, to his credit, he's got the broad shoulders to carry it because he keeps fighting back.
1: Uh, so you mentioned that his, uh, we totally got derailed on that. That's 100% my fault. Uh, but I felt that needed to be said. Um, the prosecutors' attorneys met with the prosecutors regarding classified documents. It is apparent; it appears now that the grand jury is once again about about to reconvene. Right, they the, kind of
0: slowed down, but
1: now they're going to ramp it up again. And so Trump did go to Truth Social media, and of once a, once again, Casey, look, <laughs> I'm going to be the last person who should say you should not use social media to air grievances or discuss things that are of importance. I do it all the time. However, I don't want. I'm not the rep- Republican frontrunner for president slash former president. And two, I don't do it in all caps.
0: <laughs> That's your biggest problem with this?
1: And he, d- you talk about the fatigue, right? Even the social media stuff is exhausting because it's like, you look at this all caps. And yesterday when I put this on our template, I said, I should read this. <laughs> I know I need to read this. Mm-hmm. I know our audience loves when I do the voice and mm-hmm. the music. But it was exhausting even trying to read through. It's hard to read when everything's in all caps, Casey. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'm going to give it a go. Go for it. All right. And I... uh, <laughs> how can DOJ possibly charge me, who did nothing wrong, when no other presidents were charged? When Joe Biden won't be charged for anything, including the fact that he has 1,850 boxes much of it classified and some dating back to his Senate day Even when even Democrat Senators are shocked again with the run on sentences also President Clinton had documents and one in court crooked Hillary <laughs> deleted 33,000 emails many classified and wasn't even close to being charged only Trump, the greatest winch hunt of all time! Exclamation point.
0: I'm surprised he didn't put a locker up in there. It's
1: just it's so hard to read when it's all in caps. It's yeah. so
0: distracting. He's not letting it go, but they're not letting it go. So he's just going to keep fighting. And bringing bring a lot of people along with him for the ride.
1: K- Casey, when we come back, can yeah. we talk about what this federal judge said about Todd Rokita? <laughs>
0: yes, it's coming up. It's about
1: Speaking of which, I just can't. <laughs> what is wrong with you people?
0: It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
1: My child arrived just the other day. he <laughs> came just, the world He's just rolling he about today and me. It <laughs> is 948.
0: It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. <laughs> How would you feel if somebody told you that you were irrelevant posturing?
1: Oh, I've heard w- way worse than that in my time, Casey.
0: We're just... Uh,
1: Uh, Hi, I'm Rob Kendall. Have we met?
0: (laughs) This is irrelevant posturing. Well, that's what a federal judge told Todd Rokita in regards to his legal fight against TikTok.
1: So Rokita is suing TikTok Mm -hmm. and TikTok tried to get this thing moved into federal court. Yeah. And a federal judge took a look at this. And this is so fascinating. So this judge's name, U.S. District Court judge, her name is Holly A. Brady. Indy Star had the article. um, Essentially, just blasted Todd Mm -hmm. Mm Rokina. And it is obvious when you see what this judge said, why TikTok wanted this thing in federal court. And just the fact that the lawsuit in and of itself. But... This tells me the judge may be a pretty fair arbiter of what's going on because she did ultimately say, I cannot take this case because the grounds of the lawsuit or the what TikTok wants does not rise to the level of federal court. I'm sure she would love to tell Todd Rokita where to stick his lawsuit mm-hmm. when you read her response on this, Yep, but ultimately she was at least fair enough to say, doesn't apply to me and this has to continue to go through the state court. Yeah. But wow. And look, this is what we talk about with Rokita. Rokita is a politician's politician, right? He is a guy totally incapable of working a real job. He is a guy who fears a real job like the plague. He is a guy who does everything he can to be on the public dole and the public grift as much as he can. I mean, he just hops from one office to the next. That is a whole bunch of people who uh, are in politics. I'm not trying to single out Todd Rokita. The difference is Rokita now is in a position where he should be above politics. The attorney general should be above politics. And if we're going to say this about these leftist attorney generals, we should say it about the right ones, too. You are the chief law enforcement officer for the state. Your job is to interpret and enforce the law. And he keeps shoving needless, stupid, what he believes will be political wins for him. Right into his job as attorney general, which we've talked about, which is what this TikTok lawsuit stuff is. Casey knows what TikTok is.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been on it a lot less lately.
1: You are an, an adult of a certain yeah. well-preserved age, and as such, you are free to make your choice on whether you want to give your information to China. I think you're clinically insane. We've spelled that out. I would never do this. I would never have this thing on my phone, but you are allowed to do that. And Todd Rokita doesn't think...
0: That I am. That you are. Right. Well, this judge said that Indiana's one claim of violation of the Deceptive Consumer Sales Act isn't made until page 47 of the (laughs) 51-page filing. Only 15 paragraphs and two pages address Indiana's actual legal claim. This judge... That's what
1: the judge said. This judge said, quote... The thesis statement, quote, stretched into a work longer than Kafka's metamorphosis. Yeah. And added, according to Star, quote, more than 90% of the complaint was devoted to irrelevant, irrelevant posturing. posturing. If I were to sum up Todd Rokita in a single sentence,
0: irrelevant posturing he, should the, he should
1: have to put that on his Twitter bio, more than 90% devoted to irrelevant posturing. Irrelevant what posturing. What a perfect analysis of Todd Rokita.
0: You know, I have found with TikTok that, in, and I read this somewhere that every seven to eight eight videos that they feed you is supposed to be mood altering and I've actually been putting that to the test lately. And I think it's true that every seven to eight, every so many videos, it's like something to try and make you angry or make you sad or make you depressed. And I don't need any of that. So I find myself going to it less and less. Like I I don't even enjoy it. You mean you're
1: making an adult choice as an adult about what stuff you can and will consume? Yes. Well,
0: I mean, you know, I downloaded it in 2020, like a lot of people did during the pandemic. And like I said, when I i get on it now it's just i don't know it just makes me not feel good so i just i go to it less and less
1: uh can we talk about japan
0: the smile class oh my gosh this is interesting (laughs) that's one (laughs) word for it okay so these students are attending these classes to learn how to smile they're paying sixty dollars an hour for lessons on this they're undergoing smile education (laughs) (laughs) Relearning their social cues. And this comes after years of pretty much universal masking. 55% of Japanese are still masking and 8% of them say they haven't stopped.
1: I saw... Uh, and well, they need to learn I, well, how to smile. Well, in Japan, they were masking up before COVID,
0: right? And they were doing it more for allergies and uh, yeah. filtration of the air, right? Than because of COVID. But then when COVID came, it was like hundred percent
1: all the time. I saw a mask and car guy yesterday.
0: Oh, did you?
1: And it was as I still was still happening. I, well, I was leaving our garage, mm-hmm. and I saw a mask and car guy yesterday. And I would love in the most non confrontational way possible to just pull that person over and say, may I have three moments of your time and ask you, what is the story here? Why are you doing this? And what do you think in a car by yourself do you believe you are accomplishing, and what is your end goal of being mask and car guy? Is it a
0: cloth mask, or was it the I, N95? Uh, it was definitely Heavy
1: not an N95. It was definitely one of Did the masks that he uh, Did d- yeah, d- not. It was a person <laughs> driving an automobile, and they had a mask over their face. And I mm-hmm. would just be, we what? What do you believe? you can acquire in the car by yourself. And maybe there's a logical answer. I just still every so often see mask and car guy, mm-hmm. and I am enthralled. Oh, there's Harry Chapin.
0: These students, they're learning how to practice their face facial muscles within mirrors. They're like looking at their face in a mirror and practicing smiling. Am I doing it right?
1: These people are worse parents than Harry Chapin.
0: A boy was just like <laughs> it's 9.55. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 w little